What's up, everyone? My name is B, and you are listening to the Brand Eye Podcast. This podcast talks about navigating our 20-somethings, the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of our journeys, and learning to embrace every part of your story, because your life is your brand, and so many people would benefit from just seeing you live authentically. No one has all of the answers. We're all trying to figure it out. I am exhausted. These past few weeks have been exhausting and I am exhausted. Truly, 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 truly exhausted. I can't say that enough. And I have always been someone who's wanted to fit in or to feel accepted for once. I've always wanted to make sure that everyone's happy and make sure that I'm not someone that is bothering or upsetting the atmosphere. I always want to make sure that people don't feel threatened or they don't feel as if my happiness or my eagerness is too aggressive. And I have allowed myself to stay in spaces for way too long where I am undervalued. And I've always believed that you can work through anything. You can work through moments where people don't see your value or people try to change who you are as a person, but that's not fair. It's not fair to me. And the way that I learned it's not fair is because while I've been working so hard to change myself in certain ways to become or to make sure that I am not coming off as aggressive or that I'm not messing with the norm, still, I'm not accepted. Still, I am seen as aggressive. Still, I am seen as someone with little to no value. And that's hurtful because I'm learning that when you stay in a space where you aren't valued and they don't want to help you grow and the love and respect is not mutual, you start to inherit those thoughts. You start to inherit those feelings about yourself. And I really do believe so you act, so you feel, so you are. If you start to act like you're not valuable, you'll start you start to feel that you're not valuable and that you feel that you don't bring anything to certain spaces. And then that's who you become because you start acting that way. And that's really scary because no matter what space it is, uh, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's a uh, professional space, it's so important to be able to know your worth and feel comfortable with knowing what you bring to the table. And that's also something I've struggled with because I've always had the thought that if you're confident or if you're able to say, I'm good at X, I'm good at Y, then that makes you an arrogant person. And that's not true. It's so important to be able to advocate for ourselves because if we're unable to advocate for ourselves sometimes, there are also going to be people that who can't advocate for us. There are going to be spaces that we enter where no one wants to see or is able to see the value that we bring. And instead of just going with the norm of, oh, well, you know, no one sees it, so I must be wrong. No, we have to be able to acknowledge this isn't the space for me and that's okay. So I've been exhausted because 
for so many years, I have been trying to shape myself and to mold myself into a person that is more accepted, a person that is more um, celebrated, a person that makes more sense to those around me. And still, 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 I'm still being undervalued. I'm still being disrespected. I'm still being painted to be someone that I'm not. And it's also scary because I felt I felt the need to stay in certain situations and spaces to prove that I'm not who they say that I am, to prove that I'm not aggressive just because they, they said I am, when that's doing me more of a disservice. And I, I'm not saying that we should walk away from every situation that doesn't make sense, or we should walk away from people that we have conflict with. Rather, I'm saying I've spent however many years in this specific instance, almost two years trying to prove that I am valuable, trying to prove that I deserve to be in this space. And still, (laughs) still, it's not something that they are willing to see. And it hurts me because you can say a lot of things about me. But one thing about me is I'm not an aggressive person. And to be labeled as aggressive is actually something that makes me very sad. Because that showed me that sometimes no matter how gracious I am, no matter how um, great my ideas are, no matter how uh, consider it maybe, or no matter how respectful I am, those who want to see us a certain way are always going to find a way to see us in that light. They're always going to find a way to discredit who we are as people. And it's hurtful, but it's, it's something that I've had to learn. It's something that I have been caught off guard with. Because I've always hoped for the opposite. Although deep down I may have known that that's not the case. I've always hoped. And I've been living on that false hope. I've been making decisions that are fueled by that false hope. And I look up now and I wonder, huh, had I just embraced who I was? Would I really be as unhappy as I am? Would I really be lacking the confidence that I am lacking if I would have known my worth and advocated by for myself by walking away? Sometimes I'm learning that being a self-advocate means the willingness to walk away, even if that means you can't change the minds of the people that you're walking away from before you walk away. Sometimes advocating for self means believing yourself when those around you are painting you out to be the problem or painting you out to be um, the instigator. And it's tough because I truly have always believed that if everyone is saying the same thing in a certain space about you, that means that you are the problem. It's always going to be you. But now I've been introduced to this reality that sometimes everyone in the room, they're 
they are talking about you and they are painting you out to be this person and they are discrediting you. And just because all of them are choosing to talk about you that way because you are different from the norm does not mean that that is the truth. It does not mean that you are who they are painting you out to be. And that's such an important thing to know. And I'm hoping that if this can prevent someone, just one person from going through the stuff that I've allowed myself to go through, then that's a win for me. Because I don't ever want anybody to think that they need to stay in a space where they are not valued, where they are discredited, where they are disrespected, where they're painted out to be someone that they're not so that they can change the thoughts of those around them, so that they can gain the respect of those around them. Because sometimes, no matter how hard you try, people are not going to respect you. Or sometimes the very thing that people treat as a very bad characteristic or a bad trait is the very thing that is celebrated in another space. And I think about one of my favorite stories. It's a children's story, but it's called The Eagles Who Thought They Were Chickens. And this is about some eagles that are raised in the midst of chickens. They're raised by the chickens and they grow up looking different and their wings are big. They have these weird colors on them and the chickens treat them as inferior. The chickens make them feel like there's something wrong with them. And so these eagles are made to feel inferior. They're living at the bottom of the totem pole. But then one day, this eagle who was raised by eagles and actually knows where he was, where he comes from, was taken to this chicken yard. And he sees these really valuable eagles who can fly living amongst chickens who have made them to feel as if all of their differences make them inferior. So the eagle is like, yo, do you all know who you are? Like, really, do you know who you are and what you can do? You can actually fly. Like, what are you doing? And their response is, no, I really can't, blah, blah, blah. And the reason that he couldn't show them was because his wings had been, had been clipped and then they put them in this chicken yard. So the chickens are like, oh, here comes another ugly one, like another ugly one of your people. And so he's like, you can fly, but he can't show them because he's not in that position right now. Right now he's healing. And they just keep kind of pushing back and they're like, "Uh, no. And then one day that eagle heals and he finally flies and he encourages some of the other chickens to fly with him. But then there's one who gets stuck. And that one chicken who got stuck, the the story kind of talks about it was because he had been so damaged from all of these negative sentiments that people had about him. And he had internalized so much of it that he was stuck. And even though he was able to see those quote unquote ugly chickens, aka the eagles, that he grew up with fly and fly away and actually soar in the way that they were born to, he was still stuck in this place because he was unable to heal from everything that had been poured into him. And I love this story so much because 
it really does speak to the dangers of staying in spaces where we are not being valued. It talks about the dangers of taking on some of the negative thoughts and ideas that people have about us. And if we're not careful, we can get stuck. And that's something that has almost happened to me because there are some situations where I feel, no, I need to stay here. Maybe what all of them are saying is right because it's majority versus minority. But even in this instance with the eagles and chickens, the chickens were the majority. But just because they were the majority doesn't mean that they were all right. It just meant that they were going off of the idea that um, someone who looked different than them was less than. They laughed at the fact that these ugly chickens, so they thought were ugly chickens, thought that they could fly because they didn't they didn't understand that that was actually possible because it's not something that they've experienced themselves. So instead of raising them up and trying to help them be the best that they could be, they decide to ridicule them and get them to stay right where they're at. And how salty were they when they saw that these ugly chickens could fly? So think about how salty people must be sometimes. Those people who are like praying for you to fail, those people who aren't accepting of who you are and your uniqueness. Think about how salty they are when they see that you are worth something and you're able to see that. And yes, I know that sometimes it is good to take feedback. I think feedback is so important, but we have to be able to discern who are we letting pour into us. And sometimes there are seasons where those who have poured into us can no longer pour into us. And that doesn't mean that we don't love them anymore. It doesn't mean that we don't respect them. It just means that we are protecting ourselves. Because when we don't protect ourselves, we become those people that have beat us down. It's very easy to become bitter. It's very easy to take on the belief that, being different is bad. So then when you encounter someone who's different, someone who doesn't fit the norm um, of any community that you're in, then sometimes we as people can start talking down on them or thinking, well, who do they think that they are? Or we'll look at them. Like, why would they think that this blank is a good thing when no one else is doing that? So why should they be doing that? Why would they do that? It's, e it's easy to become a quote unquote hater because if we are not loving ourselves and not taking care of ourselves and not able to see our uniqueness, then we're unable to see the uniqueness that others have because we don't believe in uniqueness. We believe in the norm and believing in the norm is very dangerous. But also, what do you do when you find that you're in a space where you're undervalued. What do you do when you're in a space where you're not respected? You get out. You but you get out with grace. You don't try to retaliate, you don't try to prove anything, but you embrace who you are. You let your colors shine. You let your your light shine and you just remain to be that bright, loving person. You begin to embrace all of the things that make you unique. Love those. Love them because they created you to be who you are. Life really is too short for us to be 
remaining in situations where we're miserable or spaces where we're not celebrated because it's easy to celebrate others, but we have to learn how to celebrate ourselves and to let others celebrate us because whatever makes us feel good, whatever we're filling our time with and putting our energy towards is what we're investing in. And if we're investing in spaces that bring little to no return on investment, then what's the point of us staying? What's the point of us putting in all of this work if we don't feel passionate or if we don't feel excited? And it's important to be able to walk in somewhere and say, this is where I want to be. This is something that's going to help me be a better person. This is something that's going to propel me forward. These are people that I want to spend my time with because it's really easy to get stuck and feel like, well, this is really my only option. So I'm going to stay here. No, get out. Wait till your new option comes. Even when you're dating, don't stay around or change yourself to um, appease your partner. But really, when you're in a relationship, any kind of relationship, personal, professional, platonic, romantic, it should be something where it's mutually beneficial. You all are pouring into one another. You feel fulfilled when walking away. Now, these relationships and situations don't come without challenges. So I'm not saying that at any sight of a challenge, you should turn the other way and run. But what I am saying is, Overall, how do you feel? Overall, are you growing? Overall, do you feel respected and valued? If there is a no, then it's time to reassess how much time we are giving these people and these spaces. This has also helped me think about how can I be more strategic because when I'm making a decision, I usually go off of impulse or I look at it and I say everything about this looks great. So this is what I should go for. But now I'm learning it's time to take a step back and really think about, is this the right decision for me? It looks good on paper, but if I enter into this community, if I enter into this relationship or get take this job, is it somewhere where that is conducive to my spiritual growth and development, my professional growth and development, just me as a person, is it conducive? Is this a place where diversity and thought is celebrated? Or am I noticing that there's one type of person, there's one type of thought or one type of mind that is in this space? Do they seem receptive to uniqueness? Do they seem receptive to your uniqueness? A lot of times I would settle in relationships and friendships and jobs because I would think that, well, they want me. So that means that it's the right fit. And that's not always the case. Or I used to have trouble letting people walk away because I would think, man, if I let them go, I'm going to have no one. But now... Now, 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 I would rather be in a situation where I am waiting and I am growing and I am allowing myself to be patient and to be open to all of the opportunities that the world has to offer. Because just because things aren't working out or didn't work out when I thought that they should does not mean that they're not going to work out. Sometimes 
that rejection, most times, I believe, truly most times or every single time, that piece of rejection is preparing us for what is meant for us. I really believe truly that what is meant for us is for us and it cannot be tampered with. So I would rather wait for what's for me to come my way than to force what's not for me. Because when I forced situations, when I forced people, I have felt unhappy, unseen, unwanted, disrespected. I felt so many things and it has been so discouraging. But what's so freeing is learning how to embrace who I am, learning how to identify spaces that aren't meant for me. And that doesn't mean that it's not a good space. It just means that that's not where I fit. And that's okay. It's okay if there are places and spaces and people that we don't necessarily vibe with. But what's so important is our ability to identify that and do something about it and not do something in the sense of trying to change people or make them see what they don't want to see rather doing something to take care of ourselves, advocating for ourselves, understanding that we have a purpose, we have a vision, and does the space that we're in align with the vision that we have? In an earlier episode, I think it was like the self-love matters episode, I talk about learning how to fill your space with things that mean something to you as opposed to filling your space just to fill it. And the more I've been practicing that, the more I've noticed how excited I am when I get home from a stressful day or how excited and proud I feel to just be in my space or my level of comfort. It's just skyrocketed because I've decided and made a vow to fill my space with things that matter, things that I value, things that hold weight in my life. And that's exactly what I'm doing now or learning to do. But it is hard. It's really hard because I'm having to unlearn a lot of people-pleasing habits. I'm having to unlearn unhealthy habits that I've had to prevent myself from feeling that overwhelming sense of loneliness. And the more that I learn to embrace myself and advocate for myself and not force myself to fit in spaces that weren't created for me, it is definitely hard at times, but it's a lot more meaningful when I do come across people, spaces, opportunities that really do align with my interests and my values and who I am because It doesn't feel like I'm just there to fill a void. Rather, I feel fulfilled. I feel good. I feel like I'm building meaningful relationships. And it was funny because when I started going through the situation a few weeks ago, I began to scurry. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to think about something to fill this void. I need to find a way to fix it. I need to think about what avenues exist to help me address this and who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to reach out to? What connections do I need to make? My mind was running like crazy. And then I thought about it and I was like, wait a minute, this scurrying is probably exactly what got me to where I am now. This scurrying is not productive. 
because right now I'm operating out of fear. I'm operating um, out of insecurity rather than thinking about I'm still here and I'm here for a reason. So what do I have to learn from this situation? Because I don't want to have to go through this over and over again until I can learn this lesson. Rather, I would rather learn it right now and learn what steps I need to take to prevent this from happening. And we can't always prevent things or negative situations that come our way, but we can develop the tools and skills necessary to learn how to navigate these tough situations because it's a very yucky feeling. And it was very telling to me that when it happened and when I was learning about all of this stuff, I, my first thought wasn't to just be still rather. My first thought was fight or flight mode. I just felt myself kind of like go into freak out mode and then try to come up with a plan, but a plan that didn't make sense. A plan that was setting me up to end up right where I am right now. And I know that the next steps that I want to take I want to be intentional. I want to be sure. I want to feel good about them. And I want to be able to own this decision with pride. Because if I am in another situation like this, it if I it's going to hurt. And it's really going to frustrate me to know you went through this before and you didn't learn from it. And I've been thinking that even with grief and any kind of experience that we feel that's negative, I guess I'll say. It's really scary to know that no matter what we do, we can't avoid that. And I'm someone I love avoiding situations um, that are undesirable, but I'm not going to avoid, I can't avoid heartbreak or grief or loss. But what I can do is make sure that I am not doing the same things that I've been doing in the past to get through new moments of heartbreak and grief and loss. I want to be sure that I'm not the same person, rather I'm growing and I'm healing and I'm going to the next level, whatever that means. But I don't want to look back and say, well, every situation I have allowed my insecurities to dictate my next steps. I have made another decision yet again to settle because I'm afraid of what lies ahead. I'm afraid of embracing who I am and who I was created to be. I have allowed my light to dim and I've allowed others to dictate how I show up in each space because I want to be accepted. And if there's anyone, I think about what advice would I give to my future children or to my mentees or to even good friends of mine if they were going through this. And I would tell them, don't you dare dim your light or try to fit the opportunities and spaces that were not that weren't built for you. But if you can't find one that was made for you or that is accepting of you, create your own space and make the sacrifice of feeling lonely, even if it does not feel good in the moment. Instant gratification is not what it's cracked up to be. But sometimes we have to create our own paths. 
sometimes we have to be willing to take a chance and step out on faith. And there are going to be plenty of times where people tell you that it's a dumb idea or people tell you that you should just stick with what others are doing or you should just stick with the status quo. And that's not your business. If they want to do that, they can do that. But if you don't feel led to do that, then don't do it. You're too bright. And we have way too much to offer. And each of us have been through way, 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 way too much adversity to allow ourselves to just go with a flow that wasn't meant for us to try to blend in, to try to be a chameleon. No, we have to show up in every space. We have to be graceful yet fierce. We have to be willing to break those barriers because we also want to be sure that we are creating a space that is accepting of those um, who come behind us. Because I keep thinking that in this situation, I never, never want another human being to go through what I am going through. And I can't prevent that, sure. But I can create space and opportunity to have these conversations and space and opportunity for community to be built so that others who feel left out, who feel marginalized can come to this space and have conversations so that we can be in it together because we don't have to be in it alone. There are some parts of our journey where we do need to find solitude and we do need to go through it ourselves, but that does not mean that you have to be lonely in the process. And that does not mean that you need to isolate yourself from the world, but just know that there are people going through what you're going through. You're not alone and you're not called to just give in or throw in the towel because others are telling you it doesn't make sense. So many people have told me that a lot of my decisions don't make sense. And I'm learning to say, okay, I honor and respect your opinion, but I also have to be able to use my discernment as to whether their insight is relevant to my specific situation. And to be honest, if you find that their feedback or their insight or what they're saying about you is not constructive, that it's tearing you down and it's not feedback given to help you become a bit a better person or to grow, then that's probably not the right advice for you. And for those of us who love giving advice and love giving insight, it's also just as, as important for us to take a step back and think about um, my favorite acronym that I have is WAIT. Why am I talking? Why am I giving you this insight? Why am I opening my mouth right now? Is this something that the person asked for or is it something that I just decided they need to hear? And did they ask me for my opinion? Why do I feel that my opinion matters? And then if I'm being very real, is it where where is the advice coming from? What place is it coming from? Because I'm going to be honest here, and maybe I'm just the only person in the world like this. Sometimes my feedback and my advice comes from places where I have not healed or places and issues that I have not resolved. And so I'll think about um, advice that I want to give and I'll ask myself, where is this advice coming from? Is it coming from a place of bitterness or um, disbelief in their abilities? Or is it coming from a place of wanting to help them grow? And 
you could very well say it's help coming from a place of wanting to help them grow, but then thinking about what is the impact of what I have to say? Am I saying it because I just think that what they're doing is dumb and I want to protect them, which that's great and that's fine. But sometimes our desire to protect those that we love can be unhealthy and it can come from a place of not seeing those we love as uh, capable or seeing them as weaker than they really are. And that's not the case. So I just think all around when we're having these conversations and entering into these spaces, we have to be mindful. Um, And yes, our intentions can be great, but are we tearing down? And going through what I've been going through and hearing a lot of the things that people have said about me have really convicted me and made me think about when have I made people feel this little when all they're doing is being committed to showing up as their true selves. And if I'm unable to see the beauty and the value in that, then maybe I'm not called to be in their life. And that's not a bad thing. It's not me hating. But if I can't respect and appreciate and celebrate them for who they are without making them feel like they're being picked apart or making them feel like there's something inherently wrong with them, then I need to hold myself accountable and love them enough to walk away. So don't be a chicken um, where you're tearing people apart for what's actually beautiful parts of them and things that make them unique, but also don't be a bruised eagle that's staying in spaces where you're not valued, where you're not heard, where you're not seen and you're not respected. That's okay. Not everyone has to love you. Not everyone has to like you. The world is not going to end if we come across people and opportunities that are amazing but aren't a right fit. So do not forget and always remember that people can be great and opportunities can be great. But just because they're great doesn't mean that they're right for us. And that's okay. I promise you it's okay. And there is nothing wrong with you. And just because we don't always click with people or um, we don't always, you know, gel well with opportunities that come our way doesn't mean that someone was wrong or that we were wrong. It just means that it doesn't align with where we're at or the season that we're in at this moment of time. It could become something that is a right fit or maybe it won't, but whatever it is, just trust your gut and be willing to say no to spaces and opportunities that aren't a good fit for you. And also be brave enough, have enough courage to walk away from spaces that fail to see the value and the worth that you bring. My quote for this week is by Alice Walker, and um, she said, no person is your friend who demands your silence or denies your right to grow. And my question for you all is, in what ways have you allowed your light to be dimmed? And what steps can you take to stop letting your light be dimmed? Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a lovely week and I will talk to you next week.